0: Our conversations just go in circles. It seems like we can never make a decision around here. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is how do you help your team make better decisions faster, and specifically in the context of meetings. There are two mistakes that we see all the time, and they're very easy to fix, and they're one of the the shortest routes you can take to ensuring that your meetings are productive, efficient, and uh, that they're meetings that people want to be a part of. So if you've ever heard things like, hey, our conversation is just going circles. It's, I feel like we can't ever make a decision around here. Or you've said it yourself. Or maybe you say, this is so stupid. You asked for my opinion, then ignored it. I don't even know why I bother. I'm just going to shut my mouth and do my work. Or maybe you or a teammate have said, you know, we've talked about this so much. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Are we making a decision or what? Anytime you hear those kinds of things going on, and by the way, just about every leader, every manager I've ever worked with has heard those things and, and maybe said some of them themselves. So I'm confident you have too. But this kind of frustration and anger reflects a broken process. So to make more efficient decisions that your team can get behind, you want to start by avoiding two big mistakes. The first mistake is to combine "where are we going" conversations with "how will we get there" conversations. So. There are only two kinds of decisions you want to be making in a business meeting. One is, where are we going? The other is, how will we get there? If you're not talking about one of those two things, odds are, and you're trying to make a decision or have a discussion, it probably doesn't belong there. It's not the appropriate venue for that discussion. So what kind of decision is this? The first step in making decisions is limit your discussion to that single decision. Don't mix these topics. So what are we talking about here? A where are we going decision is about goals. It can take many forms, but it's always about the group's goals, your destination, or the outcome you're trying to achieve. Other ways that you might ask that question are, well, what's the outcome we need to achieve? Or what does success look like here? You can't talk about how you're going to do those things until you first clearly define what success looks like. you got to know your destination. So let's say that your employee engagement survey results come in and you realize your frontline supervisors are feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. So of course, you can have many strategic where are we going choices here. Maybe they could use training on how to effectively and efficiently lead their remote teams. Maybe you want to revisit your scheduling or time off policies, or you might want to create more human connection and support and have virtual water coolers and what other kinds of fun you're going to do. But before you take a look at any of those tactics, got to decide what success looks like first. Don't get into the decision-making about the approach until you've defined the goal. So know where you're going before you discuss how to get there. Then it's time to move to the second kind of question that you might discuss, which is, how will we get there? The second how will we get there decision is about methods. So for example, if the decision has been made to invest in frontline leadership training, now you might entertain how will we get their questions? Should it be in person? Should it be a live virtual training? What competencies should we focus on? Will we include a leaders as teachers approach? How will we reinforce the training to ensure that it's sustainable? You want to separate the discussions about where you're going from how you're going to get there. This is a common place where leaders and managers get in trouble. They allow those discussions to get mixed up. The team starts out talking about whether to change up schedules, and then suddenly the conversation shifts to which training partner to use, and then someone starts talking about the need for focus groups, and pretty soon it's confused, perplexing, paralyzing, and it's a waste of time. Why? The question wasn't clear, and the leader wasn't disciplined about ensuring conversation happened on only that question. All right, so let's take a look at the second mistake that can happen here and what to do about it. This is failure to define who owns the decision. All right, so let's go back to that upset employee that I quoted earlier who said, this is so stupid. You ask for my opinion, then you ignore it. I don't know why I bother. I'm just going to shut my mouth and do my work. So if you've ever heard that or said it yourself, you've experienced the second decision-making mistake that managers commit, which is lack of clarity around ownership of the decision. People hate feeling ignored. I mean, you don't like it. I don't like it. Nobody likes that. Unfortunately, when you ask for input and appear to ignore it, your team members can feel frustrated, devalued, and powerless. In contrast, though, when you're clear about who owns the decision and how it will be made, people will readily contribute and are far more likely to own the eventual outcome. And the good news, this isn't difficult because there are only four ways to make a decision. When you have a group of people, there's only four ways you can do it. And you want to be clear about these upfront. Which one are you going to use? So here they are. Number one, a single person can make the decision. Typically, this is going to be the manager or someone she appoints. In this style, you might ask the team for input and then let them know after hearing everyone's perspective that you're going to make the call. Number two, a group can make the decision through a vote. Some kind of majority rules 50% plus one or two thirds or Or just if you have a number of options, whichever one gets the most votes. But in any case, it's an agreement by vote. You ask everyone to contribute. They know the decision will be made by vote at a specific time. The third option, the only there are again, there are only four ways you can make a decision as a group of people. Number three is the team can make the decision through consensus. Consensus can be misunderstood. All it means is that the group continues discussion until everyone can live with a decision with an outcome. It doesn't mean that everyone got his or her first choice but that everyone can live with the final decision. Consensus can take more time and at the same time often increases everyone's buy-in. All right number four. This one you're rarely going to use but you can let fate decide. You can flip a coin, roll the dice, draw from a hat, and there are times when flipping a coin might be the most efficient way to make a decision. Times of the essence, the stakes are very low, the pro-con lists are completely evenly matched. Just pick an option and go. All right, so each of those four ways of deciding has advantages, but what's most important is to be very clear about who makes the final call. who is Who owns that decision? Is it the single person? Is it the team by a vote? Or is it the team by a consensus? Because when that person said, hey, you asked for my opinion and then ignored it, That's a person who was under the impression the team would decide by vote or consensus, but in reality, it was maybe a single person. It was the leader's decision, or they were just making a recommendation for another group or another person to actually make the decision. That kind of confusion wastes tons of time and energy, not to mention it can lead to the disengagement and the discouragement. So before you get into the discussion, be clear up front and state how the decision will be made. And (laughs) absolutely do not say, hey, we're going to vote, and then change back later on once the discussion goes to, okay, I'm going to decide. If you don't think the vote will go your way. If you're going to vote or you're going to do consensus with the options that are on the table, make sure you truly can live with any of them. Because the worst thing for your own credibility would be to reverse course on who owns the decision. If you need to own it, that's all right. You own it. Also, you can combine these techniques. So for example, if you need to begin a decision-making session saying, all right, I'd like to spend the next 40 minutes getting everyone's input, then I'll make the call. That's cool. But you might also say something like, you know what? We have a limited amount of time for this. We've got 60 minutes and I would love for us to get to consensus. So if we can come to consensus within 45 minutes, fantastic. If not, We'll give it another 15 minutes, and after that, if we still don't have consensus, I'll take a final round of feedback, and then we'll vote, or then I'll choose. Either way, you're going to save yourself grief, misunderstanding, and hurt feelings when everyone knows up front how the decision will be made. All right, so those are the two mistakes and the two practices to ensure that you're leading your team to make better decisions faster, and that the meetings where you're making those decisions are energized, that people want to attend and be a part of them and know how to participate. When you're clear about the decision that's being made, where are we going? How will we get there? And you're clear about who owns it. Now people know how to show up with their best self, contribute what they need to, and any other activity that they might need to engage in. Should they be doing anything beyond trying to influence you? If it's going to be a vote, they need to be paying attention to the options and the arguments and figure out what they're going to do. So when you're clear about these two things up front, everyone can participate and get there faster. And you're on the way to being the leader you'd want your boss to be. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.